at some point in your career, you're likely going to be interested in a pay raise or a growth position. And honestly, you don't have to wait until your company decides to offer you one. In fact, more often than not, it is important to be your own advocate and bring it forward because many times if you wait for someone to come to you, you're going to be waiting quite a while. Hey there, I'm Jess Chimo. Like so many of you, I know firsthand how hard it can be to find time for myself in my life. As a young, single, working mother of two, I understand the unique challenges that busy women face. Juggling work, family, and our relationships leaves us overwhelmed and without room for ourselves. Instead of resigning myself to being the junk food eating, hanging on the couch, and Netflixing kind of girl with no ambition that I once was, I decided enough was enough and it was time for me to take control. I transformed my life into being an integrative health and life coach, a senior corporate leader, and an entrepreneur. And now I'm here to tell you that if I can get unstuck and regain control in my life, so can you. In this podcast, I share practical and actionable ideas, strategies, education, and tips to help you live your most purposeful life, even with a jam-packed schedule. From topics such as stress reduction, self-care, and healthy eating, to career development, goal setting, and future life planning. I hope this can be your sanctuary in a place where busy women come together to encourage and help one another navigate the complexities of living the female life. So I'd like to welcome you into my virtual home. Come on in and stay for a while. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Breaking Up With Chaos podcast. I'm Jess and I am so excited to have you back here with me today. Let's chat a minute about how over the past hundred years, women have made significant strides towards equality in the workplace shattering glass ceilings and leading the way for generations of women to follow, including myself. In episode four, I discussed some of the unique challenges that women face in the workplace. And in today's episode, I specifically dive in deeper on that topic. And I want to talk to all of the women out there who are in leadership roles at your organization, because being a woman in a leadership role comes with its own unique challenges that we need to overcome. Things like from being the only women representation at the boardroom table and leveraging our strengths as women to be effective leaders. So for all the women leaders out there, I want you to grab a cup of coffee and get ready to step into yourself as a leader as we uncover strategies to navigate some of these challenges, embrace your authentic leadership style, and ultimately create a positive impact for ourselves, the people around us, and future generations. So let's dive in. Let's start by highlighting the incredible benefits of having women in leadership positions. Research consistently shows that women bring a diverse range of skills and qualities to the table that can greatly enhance the workplace environment. Our ability as women to empathize, collaborate, and communicate effectively makes us natural-born leaders. Women often excel in fostering relationships, which can lead to stronger teamwork, innovation, and overall success within organizations. Our workplaces benefit when women step into leadership roles because women are more likely to inspire others and align them with common missions. In my own time that I have spent in the corporate world, I have seen a pattern of equity, cooperation, and enhanced collaboration when women take leadership roles. When I've experienced women leading with empathy, employees and coworkers feel more engaged in the purpose and mission of our business and organization. Women often have a natural ability to understand and connect with others on a deeper level. 
This allows us to lead with empathy. Very recently, a coworker of mine actually shared with me that her husband works in a very male-centric company, but he often prefers to hire women as leaders because he feels that they are able to communicate and collaborate better than his male colleagues. So that was just a little side note that was shared with me that I thought was really quite interesting as I was planning this episode and also specifically coming from a male who works at a male-centric company. So let me take a step back here because I want to lean in a little bit more to how women lead with a greater sense of empathy and how it's a strength for us. Women often have a natural ability to understand and connect with others on a deeper level because of this empathy. We're able to build trust and collaboration. When we lead with empathy, some sometimes see this as a weakness. Some might feel like because we are too empathetic maybe to what people are going through that ultimately employees won't be held accountable. However, in reality, the more understanding you can be, the more you can set standards to hold your employees accountable and the more likely they are to meet and even exceed those standards. The quality of leading with empathy doesn't diminish your effectiveness as a leader. It actually enhances it. By empathizing with your team, you create a supportive and inclusive environment where everyone thrives. At the end of the day, something that I say often is we are all humans first. We are not employees first. And therefore, by leading with empathy, it puts us in a space to lead humans, living the human experience that then allows us to effectively lead employees, which when employees are seen as humans and as the people that they are, they are far more likely to be engaged and to be productive and commit to common goals and missions of the company. We all have our own personal struggles. We are all humans living the human experience. And what we do know for sure about that is it is inevitable in our lives that things will not go as planned. And when you are able to lead employees as the humans that they are, you can collaboratively work together to identify paths forward through those challenging times. Switching gears here, I'd like to chat about some challenges that women in leadership experience. I often see from women in the workplace is a challenge in advocating for themselves. I want to remind you that advocating for yourself is equally as important as advocating for anyone else. At some point in your career, you are likely going to be interested in a pay raise or a growth position. And honestly, you don't have to wait until your company decides to offer you one. In fact, more often than not, it is important to be your own advocate and bring it forward because many times if you wait for someone to come to you, you're going to be waiting quite a while. So if you've been in your role for longer than a year or two and you've been meeting or exceeding your job requirements and you're demonstrating growth in your leadership and you know that the value that you're bringing to the organization has a opportunity for growth and or has evolved to a point where your salary should improve and increase with the value that you bring. So if that's where you're sitting then you're definitely ready to talk to your boss or your organization about this increased value that you're bringing. Negotiation is not about being confrontational. It's about showcasing your value and what you bring. Before you're ready to have this conversation with your boss or with your organization, be sure to do things like research industry standards, 
practice what you're going to say and confidently approach this conversation about pay raises or promotions because ultimately you deserve that recognition for your hard work. And it is absolutely okay and quite frankly normal for you to bring it forward. One thing when it comes to advocating for ourselves that I have seen in the past, and I've actually heard this from other men in the industry, and there is also research to show is that Women, when they look at job descriptions or when they look at what they bring to an organization, they tend to undervalue themselves and undervalue their skill sets. Therefore, they are less likely to even think about having the conversation about what they bring to the company and how it should be recognized, received, and compensated. However, men tend to do the opposite, is when they look at a job description or they look at what they bring the company, their default mindset tends to be that they are over-delivering or that they are overqualified, and it is only natural for them to ask for a raise or ask for a matching recognition to the value that they bring. So not only have I heard women and men talk about this, there's also a lot of research out there that shows just the different ways of thinking. So why do I say all that? Let's bring it back. Because you as a woman in leadership really should be advocating for yourselves and recognizing the value that you bring and not being shy to speak up and bring that forward. But let me tell you what, ladies, it is a practice and it is a skill if it doesn't come naturally for you. And that's where writing it down, paying attention, talking to your friends, practicing your talking points if you need to, whatever that may look like. But the more that you practice and the more that you acknowledge your value that you bring and the more that you speak up and advocate for yourself, the easier it will become. And you deserve it. Okay, moving on to another hurdle that I tend to see from women in leadership, and that is imposter syndrome. Ladies, I know you know what imposter syndrome is, and I know I am not the only one that has experienced it. It's that feeling of self-doubt and inadequacy. And it's when you are speaking up or you're taking on something and you're thinking, who am I to do this? There's other people out there that could probably do this better. Who am I to be teaching people or leading people? I don't have the proper qualifications. And that is a huge hurdle that a lot of women, specifically in leadership or women who are starting something new, starting their own business, lead a team, take on a new role, sit at a board table. It's very, very, very common. And let me tell you, you can overcome imposter syndrome. It is really important to remember that when you feel imposter syndrome creeping up, that you acknowledge and remember your accomplishments and your skills and where you are today are a result of your hard work and talents. You don't just fall into leadership positions. You don't just fall into success. You don't just fall into leading others. You are where you are because you got yourself there through your hard work, your education, your success, your talents, and everything that you bring to the role that you're in. So embrace your achievements and focus on the value that you bring to the table. A really great example that I can personally share that is incredibly relevant to me today around imposter syndrome is finally launching Kaiza Coaching and going live with it. Integrative health coaching has been something that I have been passionate about and interested in and worked on the sideline one-on-one with people for years now. I think I ended up getting 
my certification all the way back in 2018, which I guess doesn't feel that long ago. But, you know, COVID years add on what feels like 10 years to our life. Needless to say, when I finally made the decision to go live with Kaiser Coaching and say, I'm actually going to have a business out of this and I'm not just going to do this as a side hobby anymore, I have been fighting imposter syndrome the entire way. I thought, well, who am I? Who am I for these women to trust? Do I know enough? Have I experienced enough in my life for me to even ask women to trust me and to follow me and to engage with me and to listen to me? And, you know, there's so many people in this space, in the coaching and health and lifestyle space, and the amount of times I could hear that self-doubt coming up to the back of my mind saying, there's other people that are already doing this. They're doing it better. They already have a following. They're already successful. You're never going to make it. You're never going to catch up. Who am I to compete with these people? Who am I to ask women to trust me in their health and lifestyle journeys? And how I have challenged that self-doubt and that imposter syndrome is to remind myself not only of my own personal experiences that I have overcome in my accomplishments, but also my hard work in my education and my learning and my development that has got me to this place today. So I want to remind all of you ladies that are in a leadership role, starting something new, starting a business, whatever that may look like, imposter syndrome is going to creep in, it's going to creep in strong, and it is going to happen. It's what you do with it when it does. It is so important to remind yourself of why and how you got to where you are today. And I know you can overcome it because you are unique and you have a lot to offer to the position that you're in. So let's talk about another challenge that I often see women having in leadership roles, and that can be finding your voice. Often when you're the only woman in that boardroom, you may find yourself losing your voice and you may find yourself either getting more quiet or making yourself a little bit smaller and finding it really hard to find your voice in a sea of a room of men. And this is where it is really crucial to assert yourself confidently. For women in leadership roles that have sat in a boardroom, you may have experienced times where you're spoken over or where your idea is taken and not listened to and then the man next to you speaks up and says it and then it becomes a reality, leaving you sitting there confused and a little frustrated. And the more that happens, the easier it is to become more quiet and lose your voice over time when you are the only woman sitting at that table. So this is where it gets really crucial to make sure that you assert yourself confidently, make sure that you recognize when things like being spoken over are happening and that you just pause and you interject to ensure that your ideas are heard. Your perspective is invaluable, so don't hesitate to make it known. Oftentimes when women are more assertive or speak up, you might feel like you are being quote-unquote aggressive the first few times you speak up. However, take notice of when and how you're being spoken over or not listened to and remember that you do have a place at that table. Let's face it, you're there for a reason. Therefore, your voice is absolutely worth hearing. It is also okay to take that credit for your own ideas and leadership. 
way too often women feel like we need to play nice or keep the peace. So we may be more quiet when we are slighted or feeling ignored. Instead, remember that you are in your position because of your hard work, your leadership skills, and your experience. So ladies, when you feel like you are being spoken over or not listened to, give yourself that permission to speak up. And I promise the more that you do, the easier it will become. All right. I want to talk about another challenge that you may encounter for women in leadership, and that is microaggressions. For those of you who have been with me for a little while, you have heard me talk about microaggressions before. And microaggressions can show up in multiple different ways. Microaggressions can be intentional, but really most often the speaker doesn't even realize that he or she is doing this. Microaggressions tend to sound like things like you should smile more, you seem upset, or the women that I work with are too emotional, or you speak so confidently for a woman. And these subtle but often unintentional biases can undermine your confidence and well-being, and it's essential to address them constructively. So when you're faced with a microaggression, consider having a private conversation with the person involved and express your feelings and educate them on the impact that their words had on you. And for whatever reason, if the situation continues or you feel unsafe in any way, bring in a trusted member of another leader in your organization, possibly HR, to support you. Ultimately, though, if you're in a leadership role and you notice that these kind of interactions are happening, whether it be with you on your leadership team or within your own employee team, just encourage your company to be proactive by hosting trainings and providing educational resources aimed at greater inclusion in the workplace. Again, ladies, this comes back to advocating for yourself, speaking up, and saying something in order to effectively move conversations forward. So I know I've been talking about a lot of the challenges that women specifically in leadership positions are facing in the workplace. And so what do we do to support ourselves as leaders? One thing that I find critically important is to ensure that you are setting boundaries. Setting boundaries are vital to maintaining your well-being. You absolutely cannot be everything, do everything, and show up for everyone every way that they need you to show up. Personally, I believe that work-life balance is a myth, and I think we can let it go and not hang on to it. I know. Whoa, work-life balance, isn't that what everyone is striving for? Yes, hear me right when I say this. Work-life balance is never going to be an equal balance. Your balance in your life is going to be determined by your current priorities. Sometimes your current priorities will lay more within your career and within work, and sometimes they will be more within your family and your household. What is most important is not trying to create some perfect balance with perfect equity amongst your home life, your work life, your team, your goals, your aspirations, but rather knowing where you are today, knowing where you want to go and prioritizing what balance looks like to you in this moment in time. So let's just take work-life balance as a perfect picture off the table because we just don't need to keep hanging on to that. Back to boundaries. In order for us to ensure and protect our own well-being as leaders in the workplace and as mothers or spouses or family members at home, boundaries support us not only from what others can expect from us, but they also protect us from our own selves. 
So when we think about those external expectations that others may have for us, we want to make sure that people know what they can expect from us. What can they expect from us at certain times of the day? How will we show up and what are we committed to? There are people who take advantage of our time, energy, and resources that will have a really clear boundary on where you start and where you stop. So it's important to clearly define things like your work hours and your personal time. And when you define that time, when you're at work, demonstrate that you're committed, you're on time, and you are focused. And when you're not at work, then don't be available. Because if you make yourself available all of the time, people will reach you all of the time. Too often we allow our non-working time to become our time where we catch up on emails or finish that last report before Monday or make that one last final phone call that ends up going till 7 p.m. at night. So rather than letting that work creep into your non-work time, instead communicate your boundaries assertively and hold yourself accountable to them. You don't need to work harder or longer hours than your male colleagues to prove yourself. Let me say that again. You do not need to work harder or longer hours than your male counterparts to prove yourself. So protect your energy, which allows you to recharge and show up as your best self. Because when we allow work to be work, and personal time to be dedicated to ourselves, our families, and our friends, and our loved ones. We create space for ourselves to be healthy, to be whole, and ultimately to be present in the dedicated time and space that we are in. We will all work best and lead best when we have adequate rest and exercise and strong relationship and ultimately breaks from our work. I know that creating what your prioritized work-life balance looks like in your life today can be hard because many times as women and women leaders and spouses and parents and dog owners and all of the things that we are, we want to show up for everything, every time, everywhere. And it is just not possible, ladies. So create those boundaries not only for yourself, but also for other people, because the more that people know what they can expect from you and the more clearly they understand, the happier we will all be all the way around. And I know I'm saying let's create boundaries and let's have an honest moment here. It is so, so hard. This is an area that I struggle with greatly. I value my commitment and connection not only to my work, but also to my family. And it can become very challenging to separate the two. In fact, there is no such thing as separating the two. So rather what I tend to do to protect my boundaries is I schedule it. I look at my calendar, not only my personal calendar, but my work calendar. And that's how I put up my boundaries. I say, these are my priorities for the week. These are my priorities for the day. Here's where I'm going to be, when I'm going to be there. Therefore, this is what I'm committed to at these times. Sometimes that changes daily, sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly. But it is important to find what works best for you so that you can effectively navigate through your days, your careers, and your life. All right, moving on. Because we know that women are still in the minority in leadership positions, and if you are or have been a woman in a leadership role, I ask you to consider taking on a mentorship role for women in or outside of your organization. If you can, use your voice to influence to assist that woman as she builds her own career. Be on the lookout for women in 
other roles in your company who have the potential for leadership. If you can, assist them in finding resources in and out of your organization that will help them hone their leadership skills as they advance their career. This is something that throughout my corporate career I have taken on because I feel so fortunate for the mentorship that I received along the way that was directly from other women who have been in the industry longer. Therefore, it is important to me to be able to give back and mentor other women in their career paths, no matter where they are, no matter if they are on my team, if they are in my organization, outside of my organization. I know that when we can lead and mentor each other, we all win and we all rise up together. I know how it feels and I know what it means to someone who is younger in their career to have a female mentor and what that can do for their career path. So if you are a woman who's been in a leadership role for some time, I encourage you to look into mentorship. All right, that is what I have for us today. And I am so, so grateful that you came and shared your time with me today. As women who are leading in our workplaces and our communities and our families, I encourage you to remember the strengths that women uniquely bring to the workplace, like leading with empathy. There are many, many others. And if there are any that you recognize as a strength specifically for you, I encourage you to lean into it. Lean into the strengths that you bring to your organization. I know some of the challenges that being a woman in leadership can sometimes feel a little overwhelming, but take small steps and lead with authenticity and empathy. And ultimately, you will be and you are a great leader. One thing that I'm incredibly proud of is my ability to stand out within my communication skills, within my empathy and within my collaboration and the way that I lead my teams. And I take pride in that. So please acknowledge your strengths as a woman in leadership and take pride in it, embrace it, and don't be shy to bring it forward. Always remember, let's take time to set our boundaries and protect our own energy and well-being. You are a very capable leader and I know I believe in you. Let's keep growing, learning, and stepping into our full potential as leaders in the workplace because we know that diversity and representation really does matter. You, as a female leader, can make a positive impact for those around you. So here we are, and I want to thank you so much again for joining me today. As always, I'm incredibly grateful for your support and the love that you share. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share it with your fellow busy women out there who could use a little inspiration today. And I'd love to hear your feedback and connect with you. All right, and that brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you took away something today that will support you on your journey, all while having a little bit of fun along the way. Before we part ways, I want to encourage you to carve out space for yourself amidst the busyness and demands of life, to prioritize what truly matters, and to embrace the freedom that comes with intentional living. Don't forget to celebrate the small victories and be kind to yourself always. Keep taking those actionable steps forward towards your goals and never forget that you are not alone. If you ever feel inspired to continue the conversation sparked by an episode or seek additional support and coaching in your life, I would love to hear from all of you. You can find me on social media or visit me on my website. Thank you once again for joining me today. I'm humbled by your time and commitment to your personal growth. Until next time, I want you to know that I see you, I support you, and I believe in you. This is never goodbye. It is always I will see you next time. Until then, my friends, have a beautiful day.